everybody, and welcome to episode number 30, that's right, 3-0 of On the Flank. I am one of your hosts, John Jordan, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we uh, we had a short week last week, uh, a nice little a nice little short week, only two days, um, but but that that means we're getting to something good here, Joe. We're getting into stage playoffs this week. Um, we had a bunch of like what felt like mini tiebreakers this week, and then we had some we had some actual tiebreakers after the week was over, not streamed. I guess the coin toss was streamed. Uh, but a bunch of things were decided this weekend, Joe. Uh, uh, specifically, the top eight teams this stage who are going to be playing this weekend for a, uh, uh, $500,000 on the line. Um, wait, the champion doesn't win that much, right? It's just even... Uh, is, that, is that the pool? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I it's have the to go pool. Back, go back and look at the announcement thing, but that was yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> it was. Um... But yeah, Joe, what did you think of this? It was a short little weekend. I uh, just want to point out that I absolutely dominated the picks this week and went four and zero. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Although I think I, I went three and zero because I think we only had one different. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, we had picked, two difference. No, we? you picked you picked Boston and I picked Dallas, and that was the only difference. I thought you from, did. Uh, you do pick Seoul as well? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yes. picked Seoul as well. You did pick Seoul, so we were we were close. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. It was um, it was like you know Overwatch League bite size sort of thing, and um, but but at the same time we talked about it last week that um, you know seven out of the eight matches like directly mattered for playoffs, and so that was um, you know really cool to see because um, we didn't know uh, the way things were going to come out until the very end, and even a little bit after that. <laughs> yeah. Um... It was cool to see. There are a lot. Uh, there were some good games this weekend, and there's some teams we need to talk about who didn't make stage playoffs, unfortunately, and maybe sh- maybe should have. Um, London Spitfire. I, I I don't know. We we need to talk about their stage overall. But before we get to London Spitfire, the first game of the day was um, the Paris Eternal barely eking out the Washington Justice. Uh, we chatted a bit during this game, and man, the Paris Eternal are looking. Not that great uh, in the Goats meta, where they're supposed to be great. Um, they ended up eking out this match at the last second, Joe, but is it impressive to barely beat Washington Justice? Yeah, the uh, I liked the line. Uh, I forget who was casting this, but one of the casters had a line at the end. They're like, you know, this is sure, um, you know, Paris had a higher score at the end of this match, but it definitely feel, felt like a win for Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that, uh, yeah, Paris, like I said, not looking very good. Um, you know, we thought maybe they had, you know, sort of a mid-stage fluke. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This is the stage that was supposed to be good. Um, and then to finish at... Um, where did they finish? Not in the top eight. They finished uh, 16th, uh, tied for 16th with Chengdu. Uh, yeah, that's definitely not... Um, granted, they're still three and four, just because of how close everything was. But uh, but that's not where, where you want to finish, obviously. Um, and yeah, that, um, but having to fight that hard again against a Washington team that, um, granted, you know, looked okay um, that series, but... Um, it wasn't supposed to be that close for sure. Yeah. Uh, Washington hasn't been too impressive, um, but they have, I think we were joking around. They have 
consistently made the team they are playing look terrible alongside of them. Um, so congrats to Washington on that. But the beginning of this, beginning of our recap of last week is going to be talking about some disappointments. Paris is the first of those disappointments, and you're right about three and four. If they, if Paris had beat, had beat, um, had gotten one more win, basically, they would be four and three, and they could be in ninth right now, which is a big difference from sixteenth. So there's, they're definitely not out of the race whatsoever, and they are um, still up there. There are tons of three and four and four and three teams, and we are only seven games in. We're only one fourth of the way in, so Paris has still got a chance. But this is, this is the meta they were supposed to be really good in, and I, I don't know. Um, I really don't know about these other metas and if they will be good. I think everyone agrees their biggest problem was Shadowburn and Soon on uh, Zarya not looking that good. Um, and Zarya's yeah, are super, super important to give out damage, right, Joe? Yeah, I guess maybe if, uh, you know, next stage they get to actually play, uh, you know, some of their more comfortable heroes, at least from Season 1, you know, maybe that'll be a benefit to them. You know, who knows? Have to see if the tank line then can step up and... yeah. I, come up alongside that. I don't. I, I don't see Paris being. I see Paris. I don't see Paris getting worse in other metas. Is what I'm trying to say. I. I. I could see them being three and four in future stages as well. But I. I don't see them getting worse. I still think they have some great talent on their roster, and I think Soon and Shadowbird are both going to be really happy to not play Zarya. Uh, I know she got nerfed in this patch for stage two, and uh, I think we're going to see some different looks besides goats. So. For sure. So I think hopefully Joe's Joe's uh, very high power ranking at the beginning of the season for Paris Eternal works out <laughs> works out for him. Um, Wait, I had him like eighth. Yeah, it true. wasn't very high. <laughs> you had him number one, dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the Paris Eternal they still have talent, and I think it's a benefit to have them. I mean, them in London, the only two EU teams. I think it's a benefit for everybody to have at least one of those teams be successful. And I don't know if it's going to be London, who ended up losing to Seoul in a pivotal game. Winner basically goes to the stage playoffs, which Seoul has ended up doing. They won 3-0. We both predicted Seoul to win, Joe. We're looking like smart people now. Um, <laughs> we knew Fissure. We knew Fissure does not lose to London. He doesn't lose to LA now. He never loses to anyone he used to be playing, or used to be playing for. Um, Seoul, they looked good. But I, we can move on to Seoul in a bit. I think we should talk about London and their stage as the defending champions. I don't think anyone expected this team to be fantastic at GOATS, but I think people had a little bit of higher expectations than, than their 3-4 and four finish um, with losses, with some very disappointing losses, and their wins, not too impressive. Their one impressive win was against LA Gladiators, who have looked good. When they played the Gladiators, the Gladiators looked bad now gladiators are finally looking good they lost or they beat Hangzhou, who has not looked good this stage and looked very choppy and they barely beat the washington justice in five maps so their win resume yeah. not too good joe yeah that's um interesting and coming in um statistically with the the fourth easiest schedule mm -hmm. in the league um in terms of their uh uh, their opponents' win percentages, but yeah, um, losing to Shanghai, that was like their second win ever, uh, was against the defending champions from season one. Uh, losing to Philly, uh, they're in week one and Paris, um, 
and then lost a soul here in on week five. But yeah, I don't know. Something about uh, you know something about London wasn't clicking for sure, and whether that was uh, obviously we can't all blame that on Bird Ring. Um, again, talking about teams with Zarya issues, um, that the Bird Ring was definitely one for London at the beginning of the stage. Um, uh, but you know we can't even really blame it all on him. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's something. But it, uh, I suppose the other uh, uh, culprit you could point to easily would be uh, like Jester's like, oh, Jester can't play Ryan still. And yeah, whatever. It's um, it's just weird for London. <laughs> this is definitely not what they're expecting going into the season. Um, you, you know, I have to imagine there's um, they've got to be doing some serious thinking here now, like next uh yeah, couple of weeks. You know, they've got they've got playoffs off, so they can do some, uh, you know, extra scrimming. I, don't I know. think so. I think they spend these these weeks off uh, taking a look at this uh, new patch here and saying, okay, let's avoid playing tanks and supports forever. Um, I think both Philly and London, the two teams that were the champion and runner up last year, had had pretty unfavorable metas because. And this is like the exact opposite. The meta during the championship and during the grand finals was like your DPS um, players are the ones that matter the most. They can carry the game for you. And that's what Carpe was doing. That's what EQO was doing. Um, that's what Prof was doing. That's what all these players were doing. And that's why these two teams made the championship. And now we, we go almost the complete opposite where um, those characters don't matter at all. And all of a sudden, I, honestly, I think Philly's been playing a lot better than than people thought they would uh, on goats getting eking out wins, but they did have a very easy schedule, strength of schedule, and I'm sure you have the, those stats pulled up. Are they? Did they have the easiest? Uh, the, the easiest in the league, yeah. Uh, their opponents, um, average, they won like 36 percent um, of their of their uh, matches on yeah. average. And I, London, I think from the beginning it seemed like London didn't want to play in this meta, and they didn't. I mean, this is what London did last season. They, I think it's less acceptable this season because there are more teams and it's harder to make the playoffs. But last season, half the league made the playoffs, so they didn't have to be good all the time. They they could they they passed and got fifth place, and then they're like, okay, it's time to be really good again. And then they did, and then they won. Um, <laughs> so if you're a London fan, I would not worry at all. Like, th- there's going to be more DPS metas here in the future, which is what they want. They're only three and four, which is a fantastic finish for how terrible they looked on goats at times. I mean, three and four is good for this stage, if you ask me, because I don't think they were trying, and I don't think they wanted to play goats at all. So, um, I, I would give this <laughs> almost as a win for London, which is kind of crazy, uh, because I think they'll do super well once DPS heroes are back into it. Uh, are you worried for London at all, Joe, or do you do you agree with me? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think you quite have cause to be, uh, you know, completely uh, worried for them yet. Um, that uh, th- th- their time uh, ought to come. <laughs> if it if it doesn't, that's another issue entirely. Mm-hmm. But but their time ought to come. Yeah, if we're if we're looking at another three and four stage next next uh, stage, then 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 I'll get to talking about worrying about this team, um, especially if it's not predominantly goats. Uh, then I will then I will sit here and I will talk about how this team needs to shape up. Um, but for now, I think they knew that this was this wasn't favorable for them. Um, 
And I think they're glad that we're getting a new patch for stage two. Boston Uprising, Dallas Fuel. Um, I was busy Saturday. What was I? I well, I'm on vacation in Florida. I think I should have prefaced that because I have a new microphone and it might be a little worse quality. Um, I'm currently in a bed um, in Florida. It's not sunny right now. I was going to call it sunny Florida, but I am in Florida on vacation. <laughs> but I, I would love. I still needed to put out a podcast. This is an important podcast, right, Joe? We're we're bracketologists. This podcast. It's true. Something like yeah. that. Um, and Saturday night, I was in Florida. I was enjoying myself. I was watching these two games. Um, and I, I had to go to the airport to pick up my lovely girlfriend. And um, I I saw it was 2-0, and I said, Dallas Fields got this. Boston's not looking too good this game. But I, I come back, and I see that Boston has won it 3-2. to two. Uh, To my surprise, Fusions coming out of nowhere, winning it again. Was it Fusions, show? I actually didn't watch this replay at all. <laughs> uh well you know i'll uh i'll spoil already my uh mvp this week is uh, aim god um i say he had a a really good really good match this series um and obviously um uh this uh this series uh dallas and boston um again dallas has been really uh liking to play at the somber a lot so there's definitely lots of that in the first half um that then started to get answered more and more by Boston in the second half. Um, I don't know if you saw the the Jimmy Neutron meme on no. Reddit. Um, that you, you know the one where it's like show and tell, yeah. and, and and it was Dallas Fuel. He's like, "This is Sombra," and he says, "Dallas, Dallas, this is like the seventh week in a row you've shown Sombra in class." <laughs> and um, anyway, but yeah, <laughs> that it, it's uh, it really worked for him in the first half. But yeah, the second half was not uh, not mm-hmm. so great. Um, I, I think that's a common issue with most somber teams, honestly, is they like yes, London, l- like London is, <laughs> is that it's uh, that it's you can figure it out easy. Right. Um, it can be scary at times and when it's working and when that EMP hits everybody. Um, but once you learn how to like avoid that EMP and I think Boston has had to go up. A, I remember seeing Boston against some other I can't remember who some other somber team where where they really had to avoid that EMP and they were doing a great job at it. Um, it's all about avoiding that EMP, making sure you use certain ultimates after EMP, use certain ultimates before EMP, um, specifically Zenyatta's avoiding EMPs or using Transcendence right before an EMP is going to go off. Lucio's making sure they don't sound barrier before the EMP goes off because the EMP will just cancel it out. I mean, there's ways to go around it, is the point I'm trying to make. So it can be impressive at times, but once teams figure it out, uh, it's pretty easy to solve. Um, so yeah, Dallas, their Sombra, EMP, their Sombra goat style uh, not working out too well here in the second half of this game. And it and unfortunately cost them a stage playoff spot just barely, um, just right outside of four and three in ninth place um, with a zero map differential. A nice even stage for Dallas Fuel. Um, but Boston ended up making it to the stage playoffs because of this win, and I think uh, everyone owes Huck another apology. Is that right, Joe? <laughs> I mean, do we? <laughs> do, do we really? No. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't owe him an apology. Um, but yeah, he, uh, Boston, impressing everybody again. Um, Dallas, I, I think this was a pretty reasonably good stage for them they went four and three they went over 500 jail what what do they what do they need to improve though um 
what what uh, yeah how did Dallas? they need to become an elite team i think um it's definitely going to start with um you know a little more consistency um not you know not that it was terrible um they're their losses were decent, um, you know, against San Francisco, against uh, Guangzhou, which was another playoff contender. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, uh, where am I going with this? But yeah, so a little bit more consistency. Uh, you know, they're trying to uh, shuffle uh, some of their roster things around, like RCK trying to play um, the you know Sombra Diva and being limited a little bit. Um, with the way they can do that, I think hurt them, um, hurt Dallas there, um, you know, to an extent. Um, but they do, uh, this is the team that has, what, three or four DPS players, I think, also, right? Because they've still got effects. Uh, we haven't seen effect like all stage, uh, have we? Oh, we've seen a bit of effect. The, the, not too much. Uh, okay. But there's certainly not tons. Um, this is, you know, bringing out effect, um, getting Zachary out of break jail. <laughs> Uh, is there going to be because there going to be things that are going to improve uh, Dallas? I think for uh, sure. Yeah, I think I think that's what we were talking about. Is just inconsistency. They looked like a completely different team at times, and that's the those are the matches they would go 0-4 and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but when they look good, they look good. So I think I think people really want to see see that um, because they're they're still Dallas Fuel fans out there, despite the fact that they lost all their popular players. Joe, they're still out there. Um, because now they have Jane. Jane's their most popular player, and he doesn't even play. <laughs> he just exactly. tweets things. He, he's their trash talker. Um, the coach takes takes the hits for his team. Uh, where? God, I lost my tab. There we go. Chengdu Hunters, Atlanta Rain. Chengdu coming off a very close game against Vancouver, right? Um, five maps. Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, seemingly yes. out of nowhere and they took atlanta to five maps as well but this time they beat him and everyone's talking about among of course they love him on the on the hamster ban but uh jinmu he comes out and he surprised some people on some pharaoh this week everyone's talking about him on twitter everyone's saying jinmu he's a fantastic dps just wait till we get out of goats and this guy's gonna be the best um, I've also seen people say, uh, no, he's just impressive because he's the only person playing DPS right now. So there's been some, there's been some opinions on both sides. Um, where do you stand with Chengdu? Where do you stand with Jinmu? Are they going to be better in future? Like they looked super good here at the end of goats. Um, and they ended up at three and four. Are they going to be able to compare with other people or is it just because they're playing, they're, they're the only team playing DPS that their DPS looks so good? Yeah, it's, it's super interesting because um, the other thing to consider with this team is that um, th that they're still like uh, I think two yeah. players down off of their roster. Uh, they still don't have they still don't have GQ Ren. They still don't have um, who who was the ever the last one was I forget. I'll uh, look that up while you talk. The, 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 there are a couple players down for uh, for like visa issues still. It, yeah, so that combined with. Uh, uh, yeah, like you said, that starting to tune up, um, starting to uh, you, you know get a little bit stronger here at the end of the stage. Uh, it's really interesting. I know we um, both had uh, Chengdu really low in our uh, preseason power rankings, but, um, but yeah, I think they've definitely shown up. Um, 
and you know there you could probably argue that um oh you know Chengdu is only good because um the um the, the the teams that they're playing you know aren't quite um uh, uh prepared at the level they need to be you know in the goats meta for compositions that aren't goats but i think that argument kind of goes away uh the longer you get into this stage and you know they had two really big wins um here in like the last two weeks and so um the yeah, i think they're definitely going to be able to to hang with um some of these other teams um you know in especially in a more dps heavy meta which yeah. is super um, exciting honestly i've been, i've i've loved watching this team i think everybody's loved watching this team um but i i i also expect them not to be too good but they're looking better and better every week honestly they're looking they're looking pretty good and i saw a post on reddit that was like um Chengdu Hunters plays Overwatch like the developers intended everyone to, swapping characters all the time and doing all this <laughs> um all this swapping and playing different team compositions based off the where they are in the map and all this stuff, which is awesome. That's why people love watching them. Is because they they bring out new strategies all the time and it does get kind of stale when other teams are like, This part of the map is good for goats. So let's play goats. Not thinking outside the box at all, not saying, well, Maybe Pharaoh would be good on this certain point of the map, or any anything like that. You know, like I, I'd like more teams to to be experimenting like Chengdu is. So the more successful Chengdu is, the happier I am as a spectator. Um, I think they could definitely be good here in 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 future metas. Uh, but Atlanta Rain still with this loss, continuing to look uh, a little less consistent too. And their I mean their big signature win was their 4-0 versus Paris, and I think that has not become their signature win anymore to many people because it's like, eh, Paris, yeah. Paris kind of sucks. Um, yeah, it's so true. Atlanta, this wasn't... I mean, Atlanta was still in a very good position uh, going... They just needed to win, basically, against Houston going into Sunday. Uh, and after the first day, I think Paris eliminated themselves just because of map differential. Um, I think one... Uh, I think that was even yeah, against that's what, yeah. DC, I want to say. Yep, that's the, what I'm the, saying. The, the, the one on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and sorry. then um, <laughs> I think London was eliminated because Seoul won. Dallas wasn't quite eliminated, were they? I think they basically... Uh, we... Yeah, against yeah. Boston. Cause um, because it, because Atlanta, either Atlanta or Houston R would have to make it over Dallas, yeah. I feel like. Uh so I feel like Dallas yeah. was kind of out at that point. Chengdu was already out, so their win didn't even matter. But Atlanta was still in a good position going into Sunday where they faced Houston. But we started off with Philly Fusion versus Paris Eternal. Um, this actually, Philly needed to win win this game or at least not lose by a lot of maps, correct, to stay in playoffs. They were 4-2. Um, yeah, so I think at that point they just wanted... Um, cause what their map differential at the end was plus five. So yeah, I, I think, I think a win was all they needed. Um, cause even if they got, um, uh, and that might not be true. I don't know, but, but yeah, I know that, um, uh, th there was definitely the, um, their, their fate in their own hands. Um, so to speak, as you go into it, the, uh, that a win definitely would, mm -hmm. um, keep them at five and two i think if they obviously if they would have lost um, like yes yeah, so their map differential would have been like minus two and then dallas would have snuck in or something like that um 
So they just didn't, Probably, they didn't yeah, want to get like 4 0 or 3 1. Or, I mean, I don't think 3 1 would have been as big of a deal, but 4 0, getting 4 0 would have been bad. But it was against Paris. Um, it didn't go to five maps. It didn't go to five maps like we <laughs> said it was going to, Joe. What the heck? It's, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, 3 1. Um, it was, you know, Paris being weird again, <laughs> I, I think is fair to say. Um, the, there were uh, several, or at least two full holds um, that Philly managed the last two maps. Uh, definitely, I think, warmed up as uh, as the match went on, for sure. But, um, but yeah, it was not much to look at, uh, yeah, if you're a Paris not, fan, at not least. Not much at all. Philly, 5-2. Uh, they had the easiest strength of schedule, like we mentioned earlier, but I still think 5-2 is uh, an acceptable record if you're a Fusion fan. Yeah, and notably, Boombox Zenyatta player he is undefeated because uh, those because yeah. those two losses uh, obviously were the week that he was sick. So. It would have been it wouldn't have been that impressive of a seven zero compared to Vancouver New York, but um, I st- I definitely think they could have gone seven zero with Boombox in the lineup. So that's kind of sad for Philly fans. For sure, I mean, because one of those losses was Florida, Dallas. and I forget the other one, but. <laughs> Yeah. Dallas. Oh, it was, yeah, it was definitely a winnable sure. game. Um, then we moved on to Washington Justice versus Florida Mayhem. Um, Addo getting his first win ever. Uh, I really just wanted him to do it because the, the, the man is clearly in, he's clearly uh, in pain. Uh, he's so sad that he keeps losing. I just needed this guy to win, honestly. And they ended up pulling it out in map five. Um, <laughs> that was the only... I didn't, this was the only game this week that didn't have playoff implications, um, as Joe pointed out last week. But it was the game I was most into, almost, because because it was, I don't know, it was, I just really wanted this guy to win. I felt I, I felt sad for him, and, I, and he's a good, he was like a standout player on Shanghai, in my opinion. He was, he was a good player. He's a good player on Washington as well. So it's kind of sad that this guy has never won a game. Um, and he finally has. He finally has. Are things looking up for the Washington Justice, Joe? They're they're you can say that they're better than Florida at least, right? Uh, it's true. I mean, um, you know, uh, what you call the in the <laughs> rankings, you know, that, that might be the case. Um the yeah, it's it's hard to see exactly. Um you know that the Florida was Washington's one win, um, and of, of course. course Philly was Florida's one win. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. As, as far as where those these teams actually are, you know, I've got. Um, I'm curious. No, I haven't looked at this. Uh, they, they both sort of have mid uh, mid range schedules, but um, yeah, it's. <sighs> It's really hard to say. I mean, uh, I think Florida should probably be a little bit more concerned about um, the way they finished uh, this stage, coming from a or coming as a you know particularly low ranked team last season, um, and and ha- having to repeat that um, that uh, again in stage one it should be concerning. I think um, you know Justice um, they've already started changing things, uh, signing um, Arc already. Um, which we'll officially talk about later, mm-hmm. but it, Justice signed Ark. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't know if, if 
I've definitely, um, I think we were even saying this preseason that Florida fans ought to be concerned. Um, and I think that's, it's still true that, yeah, if you're a Florida fan, you got to be yeah. wondering what's um, going they're on. Just exactly. not making, I don't, they don't feel like a team. They don't feel like a threatening team, but they don't feel like a threatening, like, like they're, just, it feels like they haven't picked up anyone that's, that's making me feel like, oh my God, this guy's good though. I, it's, their team's unimpressive, and it always it, it's never there's never been someone I've been super impressed with. They've had like like Tavik's washed up, like all this stuff. It's just they've got some big names that were big. They used to be big. They've got some big names that are kind of big now. But in Overwatch, if one name can't carry you, Thor's just got to do some. <laughs> got to do. I mean, I more than something. They did something in the off season, but they got to. You gotta do something good, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Houston, yeah. Atlanta, Houston, Atlanta. Here, um, this was a big game because I think Winter basically made stage playoffs. Houston, um, I think that with their wins, giving a lot of hope to their to their many fans that they were an actually good team. But all their wins were against. There were some sketchy wins. They were not not too good. I don't think people thought Houston was an elite team, despite the fact that they were three and three going into this game. And I think this this loss proves that Houston's uh definitely not the best team, right, Joe? I don't I don't think they're I think they're middle of the pack, like like people are saying. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it, as we saw in the these stage one rankings, you know, lots of teams, mm-hmm. it feels like, are middle of the pack. But, uh, but yes, Houston's definitely one of them. Uh, I think it's, um, you know, probably not, not obviously the greatest um, finish to the stage that the fans could have wanted, but, um, you know, made top 12. So, um, <laughs> just thinking about, you know, uh, season one also <laughs> had 12 teams, so you didn't do worse than you ever could have season one. Yeah, so I mean, that's something. <laughs> Congrats to them on that, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, Houston. They, I think this is this is a team that came into the season saying we have a good enough team. We don't want to make any changes, and they did just that. And um, their record really hasn't changed that much, and how good they are hasn't really changed that much. So I don't think anyone's surprised, Joe. I don't think anyone's surprised with what's happening. Uh, but Atlanta makes stage one playoffs. They defy expectations. I don't think too many people had this team in their top eight. Um, they finish at four and three. They look great at times. They look okay at other times. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to deny they deserve to be in this top eight. Um, they did well. They, and they have some fun players, and they're a fan favorite so far. And I, I think it's funny because this, t- this is like a match between two teams with like the um, – probably like the fans that sort of bitch to Monty the most, I feel like based off of Monty's Twitter. So um, that's funny to me. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Monty's ASMR for Houston outlaws fans yet, uh, go watch that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Um, I forgot I that he'll do one for Atlanta fans pretty soon uh, because every time he rates Atlanta low or talks crap about Atlanta, he's getting some, replies some from, from from some very angry defran fans uh, let's just say so uh yeah the defran fans are happy though right Joe? Yeah. i'd say so yeah hopefully we get to see 
yeah, Reddit exactly. plays in the playoffs. Um, Guangzhou <laughs> Charge Vancouver finished off the weekend, and I did not expect this one to be a 4-0, which is sad. I did expect Vancouver to win. Um, Guangzhou, I think this game just proves they're not quite elite yet, but they, I mean, throughout the stage, we've we've seen their potential, right, Joe? They, I'm not worried as a, if I were a Guangzhou fan, I wouldn't be too worried yet. Vancouver's a good team. Yeah, I was just about to say it's also Vancouver. So, yeah, it's you can't have had you know super high expectations going yeah, into this. Yeah, um, and this was think. this is a tough stage because Guangzhou faced Vancouver twice this stage, um, lost both times, close the first time, this time not as close. Um, so two of their two of their four losses, half of their losses is against arguably the best team in the league right now. So uh, you can't be too upset. If you're a Guangzhou fan, because you finished three and four of the stage, and this is arguably one of your hardest stages. Okay. Um, anything else to say? I guess we have to talk about MVPs. What am I talking? And what? Yeah. So uh, I, I said mine. Mine is Aim God uh, off of Boston for that really nice, a uh, really yeah. nice match um, they I'm had. Just, mine's So Min Su, um, Mr. Zarya for for Vancouver. I'm just. Since last week, I've, I'm sort of catch, playing catch-up on players that like I haven't been able to talk about that much. Uh, of course, So Min-Soo had a fantastic game against Guangzhou, um, but he's had a fantastic stage overall so far, and he's one of, if not, the best Zarya in the game right now, dealing tons of damage, getting tons of deaths per 10 minutes as well. His stats are fantastic. Um, or, not deaths, <laughs> uh, eliminations. <laughs> racking up death. Just, just racking up those deaths. <laughs> he's feeding. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver's been one of the best teams, and he uh, has been a fantastic Zarya for them. So I, I'm just, I'm shouting him out. No one really stood. I think Aim God's a great choice, Joe. But no one else really stood out too much as the MVP. So I'm just giving back to the community, and I'm saying, hey, this is a this is a player on a very good team <laughs> that hasn't gotten too much recognition as a as a standout player so far. So I'll, I'll give him that games to rewatch. Which, which one game would you rewatch? Uh, yeah. So my pick is Atlanta Chengdu. Um, cause it's number one, cause it's five maps. So you got to rewatch the most overwatch possible. Um, uh, but also just, just cause they're really, um, they're probably two of the most fun teams to watch in the league right now. Uh, I think it's fair to say, um, and yeah. it was a I would agree series. with uh, <laughs> Joe there, but if if I were to pick another one, I would pick uh, Boston versus Dallas. A nice, it never hurts to watch a nice little reverse sweep. Those are some of the most fun matches to watch um, because they can you can come out of halftime and it seems like both teams are completely different teams. So those are always fun to watch, and I think this was a very important game, and it's it's always hype to watch. To watch Boston, specifically Fusions, get get hype. I think he accidentally like hit somebody, um, in their <laughs> in their in their victory celebration. Oh, I, I think he so. He accidentally yeah. hit one of his teammates. Like, I think it was Color Hacks. He accidentally hit Color Hacks. Um, he was too excited. So it they're high energy team, you know. So it's fun to watch. Um, yeah. And I, I, we'll review the standings real quick. The final stage one standings. Um, if you don't know the top eight by yet, uh, it includes the Vancouver Titans up top, New York Excelsior also up top, both at 7-0. and uh, Vancouver just two maps uh, ahead in the map differential, so they are currently first. 
Then you got Philly Fusion and Toronto Defiant at five and two, actually in a deadlock because they're both at a five map differential. Then you got Atlanta Rain and the San Atlanta Rain at four and three. Uh, San Francisco Shock, Soul Dynasty, Boston also at four and three. Um, in that in that order ish, you have Soul and Shock both have the same map differential, so they're they're tied. We'll talk about the tiebreakers maybe later, Joe. Um, but there are a couple of tiebreakers for stage playoffs yeah. um, to figure that out. Then out of off out of the top eight, you have one more four and three team, and that's the Dallas Fuel, who unfortunately is the only team to go four and three and not make the stage playoffs uh, because they went dead even in maps. Then you have how many three and four teams? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight three and four teams: the Gladiators, the Charge, the Outlaws, the Spark, the Dragons, the Spitfire, the Hunters. And the Eternal, um, all at three and four. Gladiators, the only one with a positive map differential. Every other one, uh, are in, they're they're all in the negatives. Um, and I think there's some. I think some of these three and four teams looked better than others. Um, at, uh, to point out some that I think Gladiators charge. Um, I think Spark has. I think everyone knows Spark has potential to be good, but they underperformed. They didn't catch in the scrim bucks. Dragons. Looking improved. Spitfire are always a threat. Defending champions. Hunters looking better. And um, I mean, the Eternal are the Eternal. They uh, they have some talent. So, and then uh, at one and six each, you have Washington and Florida. And then dead last, uh, Los Angeles Valiant, zero and seven, the only winless team. Whew! Stage one's over, Joe. Um, stage one's over. Yeah. Oh, yes. I forgot about <laughs> Except the playoffs. Except for the playoffs. Um, I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure next week we, we will talk about uh, the pros, the cons of Stage 1, what we thought, what we want changed, all of that. Does that sound good? All Sounds right. like playing. We yeah. got news this week. <laughs> uh, Joe, you, you went to battle with we Patch 1.34 when it was on the PTR. You ended up on top. You won. You got through it all. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, that was a couple shows ago, but it is live uh, as of today mm-hmm. or yesterday, I think, actually. Uh, so if you haven't updated your game, you haven't played since then, but that's fine. Um, that yeah, Overwatch League. Uh, not Overwatch League. Overwatch. Overwatch patch one point three four is live, um, and that has uh, Baptiste is live now. Uh, as are all of those giant changes um, that they did to like 15 heroes or something like that um so that's cool paris map is live now um uh it's, it no, is paris live already was live. Now, though. Uh, but oh there you I go think that, i think that happened now. before the patch went out but um, it yeah that is new since our last show i believe oh there you go uh oh the other thing was that they fixed um if you've been seeing uh, uh, posts on Reddit complaining about why does uh, my Overwatch League skin in-game not look like the skins that the pros uh, use on the stream, hmm. that has also been fixed, apparently. That was, that was like a Zenyatta, that was a Zenyatta that, but... <laughs> issue mainly, right? As, yeah. as, um, as far as I know. That's good, because yeah. I did like the Zenyatta's um, for Overwatch League more. Um, so that's a good fix. Uh, but... Were there any other? What did all the 
changes go through that we've gone through? Were there any additional changes, but you know, Joe, or did we, did we already talk about all of them? Um, yeah, not that I, um, not that I noted, I'll scroll through real quick, but yeah. Um, the, the armor or the, the beam type damage thing, uh, against armor, I, uh, was made more clear about, um, uh, that I was a little confused the way, I forget the way they described it eventually, but the way they describe it now in these patch notes is that, uh, the beam type damage is now reduced by 20% when hitting armor. Um, and, and I realize that's probably now a change from being reduced by, by three points per instance of damage, uh, which is the way armor normally works. Um, and so I assume that, uh, actually, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause it, it depends on the, the beam type damage. It's, it's May's primary fire, Moira's right click plus coalescence, uh, Symmetra's primary fire plus a turrets, Winston's Tesla cannon and Zarya. Uh, with her primary fire beam, um, the, yeah, the, I don't know. It depends on their tick rate, uh, whether or not that's a buff. I, I think it's, um, I think it's a buff. Okay. I just haven't done the math myself, um, but that that makes a little bit more sense. And then damage over time effects, um, again, no longer mitigated at all by armor. And there's actually more than I thought because it's uh, on his, uh, on his primary fire, uh, Ash's dynamite, Dragon Strike does damage over time, Blizzard does damage over time, uh, Moira's uh, suck orb. Um, uh, uh, the Windmaker's Venom Mine and uh, Grav actually does a small mm. amount of damage over time as well. Um, anyway, but yeah, so that's but yeah, that's um, it's the same. It's just a little bit more yeah. clarified, I think. Uh, but yeah, um, damage or damage amp changes, knockback changes, a bunch of hero changes, a bunch of bug fixes, fun stuff. Lots like of that. Stuff. Yeah, and fun the good like news that. is, um. Moving into what's new in stage two, is that we are getting uh, like a hundred percent of this patch. Not only are we getting all the changes of this patch for for stage two, we are getting Batiste. People are going to be able to play this character, this hero, right away, um, which I don't think is usual at all for Overwatch League. We still, even if there is some a new map, a new hero in the next patch, we usually don't get him for uh for another stage or or till the next patch we're getting them right away joe yeah well and it's interesting because um um uh, yeah because we really only saw that once last season uh, just because the way the timing works out because moira came out like right before preseason um of overwatch League season one and then brig came out mid mid-season and so stage three she was not in even though the rest of that patch was um but I think Wrecking Ball came out uh, like in the middle of the break before playoffs or something. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, sometime in summer. Or was it after? Or was it after playoffs? I, d- I, I know it was. It, I know it was in the summer. Most likely, it was. Tor. It feels like it was like almost during playoffs. Maybe I can't remember. It might have been after though. Could have been in August, but it. I don't know. It's usually God. I I don't know why I forget about these dates because it's the same month every. Every time, every year, right? <laughs> so I think it's, it's either July or it's August true. because I remember but, uh, Anna coming out in July or August. I can't remember. I think it was July, so it was probably right alongside playoffs. So it wouldn't have made. I, I think know. it was in the middle of playoffs. Honestly, it wouldn't have made sense to release them in the middle of playoffs. 
Yeah. But so yeah, the, the point being though that we've only, you know, there's only been like one hero um like released on that schedule. And so yeah, that it, it is cool that we're getting him immediately though. Um right into 1.34 and maybe um you know, you have to think maybe the slightly longer mm-hmm. breaks in between stage can help with that too that they're they're more comfortable because exactly. the teams have more time um, to deal with that. And I mean, this is something more because the map pullers are released, but Paris um is also coming next stage and it is in the map pool which is which is fantastic we usually have to wait a little bit for new maps as well but uh this is i I believe the first time we could see paris right could we see it on last patch that they were playing um which the patch that they're the patch that they're playing stage one on is um two patches behind what's live right now yeah so, so this was no, the first so. stage two, first possible time we could see Paris, and we are seeing it right away, which is fantastic. Um, and we we get to see pro strats already. Um, yeah, I mean that's good. We we get to see all of the new patch is the next is the next point after Batiste, um, which is great because hopefully it's the death of goats. Paris is Paris is the next part. They're like a robot <laughs> singer winding Calvisto streets and a playable piano. This assault map has it all. Um, so we get Paris as well, and, uh, the map pool is officially announced. Uh, they switch, I think the biggest thing here is they switched Assault and Hybrid, right? So Hybrid was usually the second, second map, and Assault was the third, and now Assault's the second map, and Hybrid's the third. Um, so that is to avoid, um, matches being decided partway through the third map. essentially when one team is up two maps and um the losing team can only force a draw you know you know that the winning team yep. has already won so the series so they just want to avoid that uh, which makes sense that I, they made a similar change last season uh to map order when they had i believe they had a hybrid or last or either hybrid or assault last some map you could tie on uh, and it was very anticlimactic when teams would tie on the very last map of the game. So um, they, they switched that. They made sure that was no longer a thing, and they put Escort at the back, which it still is at the back. Uh, but as far as maps go, uh, for Control, we have Lijong Tower, Oasis, Busan. So we're keeping Busan. We get to keep at least... I think we're keeping one map in each each thing. Um, yeah, just because yeah, there's so five yeah, of each type. Uh, Paris so. Temple is the one we're keeping, and then Hanamura for Assault. Then for Hybrid, we got Blizzard World and Eichenwald joining King's Row. Thank God we're keeping King's Row. I love King's Row. Escort, we have Junkertown and Watchpoint joining Rialto. And I've really enjoyed watching the Rialto game so far, so I'm also glad that we're keeping Rialto. Um, I enjoy defensive maps. Rialto is a nice defensive map. Um, it's fun to watch Rialto. Do you agree with me? I don't know how people are feeling about Rialto, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, Rialto just uh, reminds me a lot of, and this is sort of like people's initial impression of it's like the yeah. the new King's Row, <laughs> just yeah, in a it's, different different it's pretty sort of narrow, way. A lot like King's uh, Row um, at points, so I like it. Which hot take, uh, by the way, Paris reminds me a lot mm. of uh, Horizon too. Um, just like the way it's set up and stuff, that I feel like it's going to get played. Which people hate. People don't like Horizon. 
<laughs> uh, so we'll see if we, Horizon is a very Horizon's an awkward map to watch because I it it's it produced some of the worst Overwatch this this stage I think that was that was the map where Hangzhou played Shanghai or Hangzhou played someone was Shanghai and they both looked like I was watching like a plat game or something I was so confused as to what was happening I think it was involving Hangzhou I don't know if it had Shanghai involved but um. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. But I know like that, it, I know like that it, map you're talking Sometimes on Horizon, about. like there were some teams were just like doing some funky strats, and there were a lot of full holds on Horizon. Um, so that was that 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 was always interesting to watch Horizon. So hopefully Paris isn't as bad as Horizon. I don't I don't enjoy watching Horizon maps to be honest with you too much. Uh, but yeah, dude, any other maps you want to talk about, Joe? Are you looking forward to the map pool? Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, Junkertown was always sort of weird. Um, so we got to see what kind of weirdness there is there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really know beyond that. But, I'm, I, uh, I'm yeah, Mike and Wald. So I'm excited. I'm excited for some Mike and Wald. Um, as well as uh, Lijong Tower and Watchpoint. So I, I, I always like seeing some new maps. Uh, next, they fixed, uh, this was not a change, it's a scheduling fix, but it's not exactly, like, it's just changing the times on the scheduling page, pretty much. Things are still going to go how they were going, basically. Um, but they, they realized that matches are usually running around 105 minutes instead of the 90 minutes they thought before, which is only 15 minutes more. I thought it would be a little bit more than that. Um... But yeah, that only 15 minutes more than they predicted. Um, so they are adjusting uh, sort of the times on the scheduling page to fit to fit a more accurate sort of description as to when they're actually going to start, which is a good change by them. Um, nothing, Definitely. nothing else really to say about that. Uh, <laughs> good improvement. And then let's talk about the tiebreakers now, Joe, uh, because the last change involves tiebreakers. Um, so at the end of this stage, we had some ties, which we will have probably every stage because there's only seven matches per stage. Uh, we had a tie between the Fusion and Defiant. They were both five and two, but they had the same map differential of plus five each. Um, so they were tied in that map differential, their head-to-head map record. I don't think Philly played Toronto, so that wasn't applicable. Um, and had to have match record, of course. Not applicable either. Those were the only tiebreakers that they have currently in the rulebook. Uh, so no one had any clue where they were going to go with that. Atlanta Rain, or not Atlanta Rain, Shock and the Dynasty also had this situation uh, for the sixth seed, uh, both at four and three with a plus five map differential. Uh, so both of these teams, apparently, uh, according to Halo of Thoughts uh, this morning, Apparently, all of these teams were reached out to by Blizzard, and they said, hey, you can either play a tiebreaker match, or you can just flip a coin if you don't want to. And uh, that'll be the decision. Apparently, three teams said flip a coin, and one team said, I want to play a match. That team was the San Francisco Shock, um, which meant the Seoul Dynasty was forced to play a match um, that they did not want to play, and apparently they played... Their B team, essentially, all the substitutes. 
because they wanted their players to get a, a rest, and they did not care who they were going to be playing. Uh, while Philadelphia and Defiance said, go ahead and flip a coin, and I believe Philly or Defiant ended up winning the coin flip, which winning. See, yeah, Nate Answer <laughs> is is kind of funny because Nate Answer called described yeah, it. Yep. Did you did you go back and watch this? Yeah, he described it the first time. He's like, you know, uh, heads Philly wins and and tails Toronto wins. And he flips it and it was heads. He's like, okay, Philly wins coin toss. And then like two minutes later, he had to go back <laughs> on Instagram live and be like, just kidding. Yep. Actually, I meant oh, Toronto yeah. when um, I said Philly. That was exactly <laughs> what he meant. Um, it, I mean, but wins is also the winner was going to play the harder team in the end. Correct. It was. It was. You were either going to play. Um, Atlanta or the Shock. Um, so the winner yeah. uh, ended up being Toronto, and they're going to be playing the Shock, who is, I think everyone agrees, a tougher opponent than the Atlanta Reign. So we get a Philly-Atlanta rematch now. Uh, Shock will be playing Toronto, and then Seoul, with their loss that they pretty much gave to San Francisco, they said, we don't care, we want to give our players a rest. Um and they ended up taking a New York Excelsior bullet for that one. So that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, they could they could be playing Toronto right now, which is a very different matchup than New York. Um. So that's that's gonna be a tough matchup. So, uh, obviously, Joe, that was that was handled a bit weird, right? Um. I don't think any other sport has tiebreakers like that, where they're like, okay, we'll just. Flip a coin, it's up to you, we'll do whatever you want. So uh, they have luckily responded to backlash on this already, and they said uh, we will be announcing um, some additional tiebreakers alongside the three they have right now, which I said earlier. Um, but yeah, that's good, Joe, right? They, you didn't, Were you a fan of the tiebreakers, or do you think they needed another system? Yeah, yeah. the, the tiebreakers were weird. It was... Uh... But my comments, uh, my comment to you earlier this week, I said, you know, I'm a little surprised um, when they when they had these ties and no way to break them. Uh, and then there was uh, mm-hmm. it was all the way until like Monday night yeah. before they announced what they were going to do. Um, so that's my comment. I said, you know, I'm a little surprised they haven't announced that plan already. Um, you know, because. Uh, as this stage has gone on, you know, surely they saw some of these ties coming and realized they were going to have these issues. Um, that, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, and then, you know, it's Monday night and we haven't heard anything yet. It's a little concerning. But, yeah. I mean, it worked it's, out eventually. It's so. their fault that our podcast is late this week, Joe. I'm pretty upset. It's true. Yeah. Um, That's we exactly were, the reason we why. had to delay it because we needed, we needed to know what the actual bracket was going to be which we did not know until last night. Um, and games start tomorrow. So that's a little upsetting. Um, and I'm sure it yeah. was upsetting for the teams too. They they didn't get to prepare until last night for which team they were going to be playing. So uh, luckily for us, we have, we have a great... Um, we have a great commissioner, a great league, who immediately responds to things that are wrong. They know that their league is in the early stages, and they know that they need to fix things when things are broken. So they immediately fix them. Um, thank you, Nate Nancer, uh, for all that, for all your hard work and the entire team, because we're immediately getting a fix for next stage, which is great. Me and Joe were talking about tie-breaking procedures earlier. 
strength of schedule is a very, uh, I think, one that almost everybody wants, uh, especially in stages, because some teams have very easy strength of schedules, and some teams have super hard strength of schedules and don't even make stage playoffs because of it. Um, and I was looking at NFL rules, uh, one of one of their tiebreakers, they do strength of victory and then they do strength of schedule, which I think just means um, they go look at the teams that they go look at all the teams that each the two teams have beaten and the team who has beaten the tougher opponents uh, gets gets a pass over the other team. And then if they tie in that regard, they take a look at the overall schedule. They take a look at their losses as well. Um, and if the team has lost to tougher opponents, then they would get the benefit of the doubt there. Um, yeah. Is that any other suggestion, Joe? Or is that just the way they should go? Is that what they should add? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Um, but I liked you talked about... Um the to try to compare like division matches versus mm-hmm. non-division matches I, I like that one too um i haven't run the numbers to see whether that would have worked in this case but uh but yeah they definitely got to add something um and hopefully you know it's yeah something semi-reasonable uh, i'm sure it will be as far as that goes. um and i'm sure everyone wants to shrink the schedule i i would bet on that um we have some player moves and that move is specifically new york excelsior has has Traded the old uh, arc, the old support over to Washington. Washington getting New York's leftovers once again um, in, in the support position. Washington, lots of struggles. Uh, New York hasn't really used arc too much. Doesn't They don't really need him anymore. So uh, I'm sure they go, will gladly take money for that. Um, but, but let's talk about Washington. Does, does this push them over the edge? Does 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 another New York leftover give give Washington some more wins, Joe, or is or is it or is it not going to be enough? I mean, we thought it would for for Jonas, and you know we see how well that's worked um, so far. I mean, sure, it's going to help um, that, that uh, being able to come in and um, reinforce that support line. You know, it's it's a, a good choice for sure. Um, you know, they talked about Ark. Um, didn't even know that he'd been traded until he saw on, um, the, you know, until very recently about the time that we all found out on Twitter. But um, I get the impression yeah. that's relatively typical. Um, like like for for sports teams, but um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's definitely an upgrade. Uh, and an upgrade is what DC needs. You know, whether it's the upgrade they need or not, we'll have to find out. But yeah. Um... We'll see. I don't. I, I don't expect too much out of it. But maybe this is the magical piece they've needed. Um, maybe the genius wizard has only needed one player this whole time, and it was Ark. Nate Nancer, South by Southwest, a big, big, big announcement, um, basically confirming home and away matches. They're coming. Season three. Um, you also have down here that he said it's safe to assume that there will be no new teams. Uh, next season, um, me and Joe, we're, we're hoping for that Midwest team, right, Joe? But I, I don't think it's happening next season. Uh, very sad. Yeah. Very, very sad for us Midwesterners. But um, as the Europeans have pointed out on Reddit multiple times, us Midwesterners at least have teams in the U.S., right? At least we have. 
many teams to root for. It's true. Um, like Toronto and all these people close by. I just want one Midwest team, Joe. Is that too much Too much to ask for here? Yeah, yeah you wouldn't think uh, so. You really would. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the main thing. Main thing of the South by Southwest um, thing here. I think there were a bunch of details about... There were details that came out. I don't think they're like set in stone, uh, but involved... Um, it involved the league doing production on all of the games still. There isn't going to be like the teams aren't putting on their own production for each game or anything like that. There's no local production. It is being done by the league still. Uh, so it's looking like they'll like, like planned out before teams will be like sort of playing in sort of a tour like schedule where they play a bunch of home games in a row and, or they're playing away at teams nearby them and then they'll go away for a while, and then they'll come back, sort of sort of like that. So we're getting home games. We don't know exactly the details. Um, were there any other details he said that are worth mentioning, Joe? I can't remember. Yeah. No, uh, that so was basically we'll, I mean, it. It's just, it, it wasn't, like, detailed news. It was like, hey, we're, I think we're officially doing this. That's what Nate came out there to say, is we're officially making this big move. How do you... Yeah, how do you see this panning Which out? Is cool. It's a big move. It's a risky move, especially after two, in my opinion, a f- an amazing first season and so far an amazing second season. This changes it, right? Because this takes a this is is completely different from what we had before. Almost, we're going to be in different. St- we're going to be at a different arena every time. Um, we, we don't know how production is going to be handled. Some people are rumoring um, they might do sort of every all the casters in that stay in LA and they're doing sort of remote casting which I'm not a fan of personally but it might have to be done for money reasons um, and travel and fatigue and all that uh, is, is this gonna be the right move Joe are you are you worried at all because I I feel a bit worried I'm a bit scared this is a big move uh, I mean you know they've they've got this season to, to try mm-hmm. to figure all those things out right that um, that th- that's pretty reasonable as far as that goes, and um, and, and you know, based on what they've done so far, I, I think um, you know, if they they run into some problems, they're going to be corrected quickly. Um, and yeah, I think the, the excitement is going to be um, you know, as a spectator, uh, is definitely going to be uh, allowing us to, <laughs> at least allowing me to to forgive you know if there's some. There are some uh, hiccups here along the way, but I don't think there's going to be yeah. tons. And um, I don't think they're going to be big. I agree with you. I, th- I, I, if they do a an LA production sort of suite where they're casting games from there, I will be a little sad. But I, I really don't know if they will. I, they've, they've always had high production. They want, they want the best. I think they, I think they're going to have people in those places ready to be there live for those games. Um, I really do. I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll go cheap on this one because they know it's a big move and they have to go all in. Um, and if they've been saving money here and there the first two seasons, I think it's to put all their money and eggs in the basket for season three because that's that's where it's gonna matter um, because that's a big move and that's a first in esports as well. History. Yeah. Um, but true. I think everyone's looking forward to it. Everyone's looking forward to seeing home fans and not just Los Angeles fans um, there in the crowd. So we're excited. I, I think everyone's excited. Stage one, playoffs. They're here, Joe. And we're, not only did 
the NCAA college basketball brackets come out, um, this bracket came out. And I, I think this bracket's a little more important, right, Joe, as, as an eSports fan? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably true. <laughs> it's 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 a, at least a little bit yeah. more interesting as a Butler student because <laughs> Butler didn't make uh, either the men's yeah. men's tournament or the well, women's, I, women's tournament this year. So stage one playoffs. They made the NIT. We'll they're playing with. tonight. They're playing Nebraska tonight that's in true. the NIT. And the women yeah, are playing the NIT at home, so that's something. that's lots of fun. NIT, woo. Um, <laughs> So, sorry, sorry for all the sports fans who just are the esports fans who just t- tuned out because they don't know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, we'll move we'll move back to esports here. Stage one playoffs. We have the bracket all set. Me, me and Joe, uh, instead of predicting our games this week like we usually do. Uh, by the way, I'm one game up right now. Looking good. Uh, we're gonna predict our full bracket. Um, so let's. Where do you want to start on this bracket show? I'm gonna to go to your your graphic real quick. So I can, okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, we could just go uh, Ooh, um, maybe by team, team by team. Yeah, because if we go game by game, then if they're okay. different, then it'll be um, weird. <laughs> so I don't know something like that. Um, we could let's just let's just start it off. Let, this doesn't have to be that confusing. Vancouver, Boston. This is the <laughs> one seed versus the eight seed. Uh, the best record and map differential this this stage was uh, the Vancouver Titans, and they're up against Boston Uprising, who surprised a lot of people. Um, but I don't, I don't, I would love to see somebody who had Boston being Vancouver here, Joe. Are, are you one of those people? Are, are you going Vancouver? Are you going the obvious pick? Boston beating Vancouver? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm afraid that's not going to happen this stage. Uh, you know, hey, maybe later. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, definitely Vancouver moving on to the quarterfinals, I guess. The, the, the round mm-hmm. the round of four so this is, yeah yeah this is the quarterfinals um are these so best of five is the, is the first round do they get best of seven right in the semifinals this is a uh, question. good question um, I, I know, know that I know that's the it looks like the looks like the time blocks go from two okay. to three hours so um, maybe yeah I believe I last cool. thing I saw was semifinals best of seven and finals are also best of seven. Uh, so that'll be exciting, but yeah, I also have Vancouver, Boston. Uh, this isn't it. Not yet. (laughs) Um, just, just, if you're Boston, you take this stage and you say, we won more games than we lost. Let's, let's not go for more. Let's, uh, this is fine. We're good. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, but if you do end up beating Vancouver, that's insane. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Huck's a genius. Why? What's going on? Um, but I, I don't think that's happening. San Francisco ended up winning uh, their tiebreaker against Seoul, which, and then Toronto ended up winning their tiebreaker. The winners of their tiebreakers, um, Toronto winning a coin toss, which I think is a little bit more impressive. Uh, but they'll be facing off. Toronto <laughs> is the higher seed here. They're number three. San Francisco's number six because they had a tough, tough schedule. Um, but I think everyone thinks San Francisco is the better team here. So do you think? Toronto. They had a five and two stage. They had a little bit of an easy schedule, but um, I think everyone's more impressed with this team than they thought they would be. Can they beat San Francisco though? 
Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite convinced they can. Um, you know, I think, like you said, Toronto uh, definitely had the easier schedule than San Francisco, which had the third hardest in the league, actually. Um, uh, and to finish four and three, you know, after that, that's significant. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not. Um, not quite comfortable to give this uh, to Toronto just yet. You know, numerically, it might be an upset, but uh, we know that the. The the standings when you only play seven out of nineteen teams um, can be you know a little bit less than uh, mm-hmm. exactly uh, right. Which is always going to be interesting for every stage playoff, if you ask me. Um, so the seeding's not going to be that great when you only have a seven game look at each of these teams. I'm also going San Francisco. Uh, Toronto's pretty impressive, but I don't think they're that that great of a team. Um, Let's move down to the number five and four seeds. At, at four is Philly, and at five is Atlanta, and they play each other. They've already played each other once this stage. Uh, Atlanta ended up losing 3-2. They took them to five maps, and this was the moment everyone was like, ooh, Atlanta's for real. Uh, so th- their 3-2 to two, their three to two loss was a win. I don't think a 3-2 to two loss would be a win this time. Um does Atlanta take it this time? Do they have the experience now? Can can they do it? Can they beat your Philadelphia Fusion, Joe? Um, yeah, I think you know. <laughs> partly, you're right. It is my team. Whatever. Uh, but um, but yeah, I think in general, um, the, the, with a Philly uh, that now has a stage worth of experience, um, uh, you, you know, playing in this new meta, they'll have a, a full roster of players. Obviously, that wasn't a factor their first time they met up, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely am going to give this to Philly um, here in the first round. It'll definitely be a close series. Uh, you're right about that. Um, you know, both teams like to um, have that sort of exciting uh, result, but uh, yeah, I'm picking Philly yeah, the for that uh, the first match. Might come into play here for Philly. They've been through many stage busts, many. St- Many normal, regular season playoffs. Um, whereas Atlanta, this is their first one. So that might come into play, but when I when I originally sent my bracket to Joe, I had a very different result, and it was this game that was making the result different. I think this game will be very close and one of the best to watch this weekend. Um, but I was falling asleep, and I, I in my head, I was just like, wait, Philly's, Philly's not going to win this game. This is Atlanta. I just, I just had a feeling. I, I have a feeling Atlanta's going to win this time. They just feel like the team that will come out after they lost, uh, lost the previous game to you, and they will just come out and stomp you. It just feels like that kind of team um, to me. They, they love revenge. The Fran Dogman, they want revenge, um, and I think they're going to get it, and they're going to win. Uh, so that's the first time we differentiate, Joe. On to Seoul, New York. Um, Seoul decided to take the loss in the tie break despite um, despite having to play a game. They said, let's put in our B team because I, we would like our team to rest. Uh, and because of that, they will now play the New York Excelsior, and they are the seventh seed. New York Excelsior, the two seed, uh, looked dominant this stage. Seoul has looked a little inconsistent, but when, they, when Fissure's on, they're looking really good. Um, so I think that could be an upset here. I don't think this is as big of a gap as uh, Vancouver-Boston, but uh, I, I have New York here personally, Joe. Who you got? Yeah, I do as well. Um, 
you know, we've already seen, again, this is another rematch of an earlier match this stage um, between Seoul and New York, uh, which New York did also win. But yeah, even beyond that, I think, um, you know, they're going to, at least one more match going to maintain their uh, undefeated stage one. Um, <coughs> they, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know, it's just yeah, an edge, uh, I think, here for New York. Team, uh, for sure. Move on to the semifinals. Uh, we have the same matchup up top. I have uh, with Vancouver, San Francisco. Uh, we already saw this once. The stage and Vancouver stomped them. A nice little four zero. Um, San Francisco, I think, has consistently shown that uh, they're they're up top because when they're playing terrible teams, they're dominating. But then when they start to play the really good teams, they get dominated themselves. Um, that's what they showed us in this first stage, pretty much. Uh, so that's not been fun to watch for San Francisco, but can, can they overcome that here against Vancouver this time around? Are things different or, I mean, it's hard to predict them to win after they got four owed, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's possible. Uh, it's definitely going to be a closer match than four Oh, uh, I, I would be very surprised if that's not the case. Again, I think this is going to be a, like we said, a larger series, maybe best of seven. Um, but but I, I am going to uh, also give this win uh, to Vancouver um, going on to, to move them on into the finals. Um, the, uh, this has been such a good stage for them that uh, it's going to be difficult to... Yeah, to, I'm also you know, going Vancouver. Um, San Francisco just didn't... They're, they're pushing elite. They're almost there. They're, they're, they're one step away. And if they could get this win, that'd be huge. But... They're just not up there with the Vancouver's, the New York XLs quite yet. Uh, but they're almost there. They're almost there. So I'm going Vancouver. It's definitely not going to be a 4-0 this time. Um, it'll be closer. New- San Francisco will be taking some maps. But uh, Vancouver still wins. Atlanta, New York is what I have. You have Philadelphia, New York. Do we both have the same winner? Do we both have New York? Because I do have New York beating Atlanta. I think Atlanta is good enough to beat Philly. Do I think they're good enough to beat New York? Hell no. I do not think that uh, New York's New York's going to win this one easily. Honestly, <laughs> if they play Atlanta, I think they will easily beat Atlanta. Yeah, and, and New York Philly uh, over on my side that it's uh, this, this one I had to really pause and think about it because you know on the one hand uh, I had to separate my my fanship. Uh, from from my um, analyst perspective, a little bit, because uh, Philly has beaten New York in playoffs before, um, and that's that's not um, not unusual at all. They were they're one of you know only a handful of teams to give New York losses uh, last season uh, with any kind of consistency. Um, but is it uh, is it likely that this will happen necessarily again uh, here in this semifinal rounds? Um, it's probably more likely. Uh, I think that New York is going to get the win. Uh, so I've given it to him here mm-hmm. in that, um, uh, that particular game. The previous bracket I was talking about, I did have Philly beating New York. Um, I was like, New York, they're chokers. This has happened before. Philly can do it. Uh, but then my entire bracket changed when I said, you know what? Philly's going to lose to Atlanta, actually. Um, and I don't think, I don't think New York's going to be a choker against Atlanta. And New York hasn't been too much of chokers in the stage playoffs, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep them in there for now. They will uh, possibly choke in the championship, though. We have the same championship, Vancouver, New York. Um, 
So we didn't differ in our semifinal picks, Joe. But who's going to come out on top? These are the two 7-0 teams. The two most dominant. We didn't get to see them play each other this stage. We, if, if they make it here, I think everyone is looking forward to this match specifically. Um Let's let's give a let's give. Oh, uh, I know we didn't we didn't give each other our our map score our final map score, but let's let's give a map score alongside uh, who we think's gonna win. I I, I gave you this out of nowhere, so do I have to go first now because I feel bad? I'll yeah, I'll give you some time to think. Yeah, I'll give you some time. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. Go I'm ahead. going Vancouver. Vancouver dethrones New York. Um, as New York's, I feel like New York's kind of like the, the inaugural season beast sort of that everyone's like, they're the team to beat. Um, but I, I say Vancouver represents the expansion teams and they say, nah, we're, we're the best, which would be insane because, um, they were runaway last year. It'd be crazy if, um, the best team last year maybe could be considered them while they were in Korean contenders. Um, which hopefully would get some more eyes on contenders now. Uh, but I, I would go Vancouver here, and I'm going to go map score. I'm going to go, they go to seven, honestly, four to three. Four to three, um, Vancouver wins in a, in a nail-biter of a game. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Joe, do, have I given you enough time? I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but... Uh, it's like we said, we got the two teams coming in, uh, only undefeated teams still in the league, um, both at seven and zero. Um, I, I think. Uh, wait, wait, so first of all, I'll say I'm going to give this. Uh, my pick is New York for this match. Uh, that they're gonna they're gonna take the stage one title. Um, and I think part of the reason is we've seen. Uh, we we definitively seen that Vancouver definitely has their weaknesses. Uh, the, you know, particularly against. Uh, you know, I'm thinking in my head about Vancouver versus Chengdu in week four, I think it was, um, that uh, that went to five maps all the way. It was super, very exciting, you know, this whole big thing. Um, and, and a lot of the weakness that they showed was um, being, uh, not unprepared, but being being hesitant with uh, this this Chengdu sort of style, uh, you know, that we've, we've come to know and love. Um and you know, not to say that uh, you know New York is uh, a team like the Chengdu Hundreds, but I think they've definitely got the flexibility to be able to come in and uh, and throw Vancouver for a loop. You know, I, I can't imagine uh, that they won't, uh, you know, potentially uh, in the back of their heads these next couple of days be preparing uh, potentially to see Vancouver in the playoffs, um, and that they've got to be. You know that that's got to be a strategy that they um, have in mind for sure to be uh, ready to just be confusing a little bit and, and throw them off their game a little bit, um, and that that combined with a little bit of uh, again experience now here in the Overwatch League, um, being a really successful team last year, uh, it's going to be enough I think um, to to pull it out over Vancouver in the end. Uh, but it is also like you said going to be a very close series. I think it's also going to have to be four to three. Uh, but of course, this way towards New York, um, and it may even be—I'm um, uh, not going to call it a full reverse sweep, but it may Whoa. even be sort of reverse sweepy. Maybe, maybe Vancouver goes up like two zero or something. First couple maps, um, 
um and then it's and then it's very close by the end but um uh, just because you know i think it's going to take some some time uh i assume for new york to get warmed up but um uh, but we'll see how it goes but i think they they they've got an edge still uh like you said over the expansion teams and whether it's because of that or not is uh, you know, it's a different question, but that's where I've got to give right. uh, um, my pick here. It's going to be fun. You just got me hyped. Um, I'm very hyped. It's going to be a fun weekend. So we only <laughs> differentiated in like two of the games. I chose Atlanta. He chose Philly. And then I chose Vancouver to win it all. He chose NYXL. Uh, so we'll see who ends up winning that, Joe. Um, stage playoffs. Wow. So those games start tomorrow, which is Thursday. Um at 9 Eastern, and uh, the first game's at 9, the second game's at 11 on Thursday, and it's the same for Friday. Uh, the Thursday matches are Seoul, New York, Boston, and Vancouver, and then Friday on ESPN, it's Atlanta versus Philly, and then San Francisco versus Toronto at 11, and then Saturday, uh, 3 Eastern is the first semifinal match, which I imagine will be, um, actually, I don't know who it'll be. I don't know why I was going to guess there. Um, <laughs> but I, I I imagine maybe the winner of yeah, Seoul NYXL versus the winner of Atlanta Philly, since they're the first games of the day on Friday and Thursday. Um, maybe, but who knows? Uh, so first one's at three, second one's at six, because I, I imagine it's best of seven. Um, do you think if the game ends early, they will still started at six or just right after the game probably right after the game uh but yeah um, probably just and then sunday it's at three again um is that one it's not listed on abc here but i thought all the finals were going to be on abc maybe not uh, uh but i yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have at least one game on ESPN Friday prime time at 9 p.m. Atlanta Rain versus Philadelphia Fusion. So that's exciting. Um, that's during March Madness. So uh, ESPN doesn't have rights to, to the NCAA <laughs> tournament. So they're probably just like, okay, we'll throw an Overwatch League. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, anything else to say, Joe, before we sign off? <laughs> I don't think so. It's been uh, another good show and yeah, number 30. 30th, 30th episode. That's that's huge. Uh, once we get to 52, that's an entire year. That's crazy. We're almost there. The Overwatch oh, yeah, season 2 true. won't be no, over by then. Because it's longer. It ends in, at the end of September this year. And we started end of August-ish. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll still, yeah. That, season 2 will still be happening. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, social media, if you want to follow us out, our personal Twitters. Mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter where we tweet out. Joe makes these nice little graphic, uh, these images, where he tweets out our MVPs, our picks every week. And this week we got a nice little bracket graphic. So thank you, Joe. So follow our Twitter uh, to see some updates and stuff like that. Um, you can also tweet at us any topics you'd like us, like us to talk about. You can email us as well on theflankshow at gmail.com if you have a topic. Um, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, we are at ontheflank.podbean.com on your internet browser. Um, we are on YouTube, my personal YouTube channel, which is John George. You 
are going to easily, most easily find it by going to my Twitter account. If you have an iPhone, we're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. If you are on an Android, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. Um, thank you guys for listening to episode number 30. And uh, go watch those stage playoffs and, and enjoy them. Thank <laughs> you.